If you've ever wondered if it's possible to make a huge career change in order to make it big in online marketing, then you are going to love this. Omar Martin has an amazing story to tell about how the events of September the 11th, 2001 made him reassess his priorities in life. Now, on September 11th, he lost a good friend that day and he decided to up sticks from New York where he was working in medicine alongside the New York Fire Department to move down to Orlando, Florida. These days, Omar runs a successful online business together with his wife, Melinda. And I hope you're as excited as I am to find out more all about that. Omar, it's a real pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I guess for those who haven't come across you before, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about your story and what inspired you to become an online marketer. Well, you know, for me, it was culture shock uh, doing any kind of marketing or any kind of sales. My formal education was in medicine and I was studying to uh, be a physician. I graduated medical school in 1996. I was working for the New York City Fire Department as a paramedic. I really loved what I did. Um, but frankly, I, I just wasn't happy. It's a type of work where it really takes a, a special individual, especially where I chose to work. Um, it, it was, you know, the, the busiest one of, if not the busiest 911 system in the on the planet and you go from the worst moments in people's lives to the next worst moment in somebody's life to the next over and over again and your day is just filled with all these terrible and and you know in spite of all that I was very good at what I did um, but it's a very unappreciated job and, uh, you know, you're a moving target for a very low salary, low wage and mostly unappreciated, especially back then. Um, but I think the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was September 11th. Like I said, I was already, you know, wondering, is this, is this really what I'm meant to do for the rest of my life? And, um, the, you know, the events of September 11th, it, it wasn't, yeah, I lost my best friend and partner. I I wasn't working, by the way. I wasn't on duty when this happened. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, not in a way, it kind of makes it even harder, right? But, uh, you know, it was uh, it was devastating. It wasn't just my partner, Dave, that died, but it was 343 brothers and sisters from the New York City Fire Department. So, you know, I reevaluated things. And, 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 and frankly, that was the event that, you know, made me decide, no, I'm, I'm never going to go back to medicine. I'm going to find ways of helping people find ways of, of maybe making this planet a little bit better place than I found it. Um, but it's going to have to be outside of risking my life physically every day. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of where my journey um, started uh, to to find something else. So I had to put my pride and my education in my back pocket, and I had to start looking for something to do. When I came to Florida from New York, it was it was culture shock because I I just had to find a way to make some money. And uh, upon arriving here, I just I, I only had about two hundred bucks in my pocket. Didn't know where I was going to stay. Where pretty much all my possessions were were in, in in the trunk of my car, and I um, I just kind of picked a paper, uh, got a newspaper and picked an ad and, and went on a job interview. And uh, I was interviewed by this beautiful woman and, and I didn't <laughs> want to come back for the job. To be honest, the job was door to door sales. It was horrible, but it was, she was a very beautiful woman. And uh, I, I got the job, obviously, and I ended up marrying that very beautiful woman uh, who today helps me run, is, is still my boss today. She was my boss, <laughs> then, my boss today. Uh, and that is uh, my beautiful wife, Melinda, who is the CEO of our company today. 
Fantastic. I mean, it's 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 an amazing story to hear that you went from, you know, the awful events of September 11th, and that that was the catalyst that kind of propelled you forward into almost like a new life, I guess, for for want of a yes. better description. And you you mentioned, you know, you lost your your good friend Dave on that that dreadful day. Would you say that's been a catalyst for you in terms of driving you forward and giving you that 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 desire to succeed? Oh man, absolutely. You see, with with Dave in particular, you know, uh, he had dreams, man. Like, you know, you ride so so you spend so many hours working with somebody in an ambulance or your partner. You know, you get into a lot of a lot of stuff together. And you become really close, you know. And Dave had dreams, man. Dave, uh, unlike myself, Dave was a very physically fit guy. He was very athletic. He was, and his dream was to own a, a gym. Like he wanted to own a business, but his idea was to make it an entire little strip mall where it was a spa, it was a gym, it was like a whole kind of health and fitness center where you know you can come and and it was it was just you know and all of that died that day with him you know that entrepreneurial spirit and that stuff that he wanted to do and and he wanted to to create so so yeah in many ways it was a springboard for me to to want to do something else so yeah it was the you know the the um uh, the circumstances of september 11th did in fact uh they were very very inspirational yeah, and it went from like, a, as you say, a, a very sad situation to kind of getting you into the position where you met the love of your life. And then look how that's turned out in terms of your, your business. So, um, you know, it just goes to show to you need to keep the faith, I guess. Now, we chatted with John Thornhill recently and he told us how uh, you said to him, tell me what to do, John, and I'll do it. So I guess he was he was your mentor. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. John, uh, John and I have become the best of friends. I mean, uh, if it wasn't for John, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have found something to do. Uh, I, I made a decision a long time ago that I was going to be successful and that I was going to find something to do that could help others. And, um, you know, John just happened to be the person in the path when it came to internet marketing. It came to, it's actually a pretty interesting story. But when, when I met John, uh, he was offering this coaching program, and he um, he he was very good at what he did. But for the very first time, he was about to start teaching others. And I was in that first class of his. And I was, frankly, I was just enamored by the concept that you can make money on the internet. It was so completely different than anything I'd ever done. Remember, I, I was in medical school. I was kind of from the mentality, from the old school way of thinking. It was like, you have to put in your dues. You have to go to school, get an education, put tons and tons of years and years and years in university if you want to have something that pays you really well. You know, the doctor the lawyers, those are the guys that make the, the big money. And I came, I grew up thinking that, you know, and then I, 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 you know, I'm introduced to the concept like, wow, you can actually make really good money from home doing stuff on the computer. And back then it was, it was very new, the whole thing to me, you know, and I was just enamored with the concept and John was really good at what he did. So when I saw that I could learn the process from him, I instantly told him, I was, I was convinced once I, I discovered exactly what he was doing, I was convinced that I was going to be an internet million. I was like, okay, that's it. And I just, I had no problem in telling him. I was like, hey man, I'm going to be your best, most successful student like ever. Like, I'm going to get better at this than you. I didn't say that obviously <laughs> at, the time, at the time, but I, I definitely thought it, you know? And uh, and you know what? Here we are uh, at the time that, 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 uh, that 
that this interview took place. It's been 13 years, and uh, we, John and I are the best of friends. I mean, he's flown here to the States many times. He has a drawer uh, in our guest room that has his own clothes in it. So <laughs> we've just become great, great friends, and uh, and we've done products together, and we've partnered up. We, we're actual partners. We have a bank account together, and we've done amazing things, and we've been able to help countless other people, thousands of other people as well as a result and how did you guys meet what was the um what was the product that you that you purchased oh man that's such a great great question because the way that it happened it was just it's almost like the stars aligned back in 2007 um around that time uh melinda and i had gone through the whole door-to-door selling thing we had believe it or not been homeless for a while um yeah it was it was a it was tough, right? Because after September 11th, by 2003, I was already doing the door-to-door sales thing with Melinda, but we were broke. We had no place to live, and we were literally squatters. We were we were just not making any money, and it was it was real a real devastating blow to my pride. You know, having all this education, having had a you know really good paying job up north, and then now I'm down here trying to impress the girl of my dreams here, but we're homeless, <laughs> right? And and it was tough, but we got out of that. We did well in the door-to-door sales business. We opened up an office, and then eventually we got tired of that face-to-face selling and decided, you know what, we're going to try corporate America. We're going to settle down. We're going to, you know, buy a house. We're going to get a couple of dogs. And then we just, like everybody else in America, we went broke. We were just overspending. We were up to our eyeballs in debt, and we didn't know what we were going to do. So by 2007, we were trying to put together some money for the holidays, for Christmas, to be able to buy some gifts. We literally had no money in the bank. And I I turned to uh, eBay. I, I figured, you know what? I know people can sell stuff on eBay. We had a garage full of junk. And, and I figured, you know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. Maybe I can sell some of that stuff on eBay. And while on eBay, I noticed that, wow, look, there, there's like these little power seller icons. And there's people really making a lot of sales on here. But for us, it just just wasn't working. Like we would spend more money on shipping supplies than we would make on selling stuff. And it was just it wasn't working. But I was determined to 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 figure it out. So by by I don't know, call it fate, call it whatever you want to call it. I I decided I was going to do a search. My search phrase was going to be, how do I become a power seller? And the, the part that that fate intervened was when I accidentally put that search term in the eBay search bar instead of in the Google search bar or the uh-huh. browser. So what popped up was a listing on eBay for a book called the 90 Day Power Seller Challenge by none other than this guy named John Thornhill. So. Here I am thinking to myself, well, you know, I'm a pretty smart guy. It's a book. It's a 90-day challenge. I'll buy the book. I'll read it. And within 90 days, we will be living happily ever after as (laughs) power sellers. That is not at all what happened. You see, something magical took place right then in that moment. I bought this book for $12, and I received a download link. And and, and in that moment, I was like, okay, I – I just got a a link, a link for a book that I bought to learn how to sell physical items. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? So I never read the book. 
I just realized from that moment on, I got to learn how to sell links like this guy because <laughs> I won't have to ship anything. I won't have to pack anything. I'll, so, so I just became determined to learn everything I could about selling digital books, eBooks. And the amazing thing is that the next day I get an email from this guy who I never, and I'm like, oh my God, how did he get my email? And then he's selling me something else and he's welcoming me aboard. And then before you know it, I bought another thing and I'm like, oh my God, I keep getting emails. I was just introduced to this whole new sub culture of of marketing and and I was just I was amazed by it and I said this is it this is what I'm going to do so I started learning from John and his emails and his blog and and uh, eventually he came out with this course this coaching program and that's when things got really heavy because I was still broke, right? And we didn't have enough money to afford it, uh, to afford the coaching program. But um, I went ahead and, and took money out of the bank, even though we, we would be missing our, our rent payment, our, our mortgage. Uh, and I invested, I brought Melinda into the room and I said, honey, this is John Thornhill. I opened up the website and I explained to her what what I was trying to do. And uh and the moment I said how much it was going to cost, he was like, are you crazy? We don't even have <laughs> money for the rent. And I said, yeah, we're already going to be late with the rent. We might as well be really late. Late <laughs> is late. You know, so so she said, OK, if, you, if you're going to do it, do it. You know, and uh, I think that was probably one of the best decisions of her life because we've been able to build a multi, you know, a seven figure company um, as a result. Incredible. I mean, what a, what an amazing story. And it just goes to show that from those small acorns, mighty oaks can grow. And as you say, you've now got a seven-figure business. Uh, how pivotal was it for you to have the backing of Melinda at that point? Man, you know, this is a great question as well, uh, because a lot of people ask us about that, about the dynamic with husband and wife working together and doing this. And, and you know what, we're not the only couple that has tried their hand at, at uh, building an online business. But I think there are a lot of people out there that find themselves in the position where they have a confrontational spice, a spouse, or they have a challenge with, um, you know, getting that support from their spouse or their partner. And, they they have a a really hard time at building an online business. And what I tell those people that approach me about it, I've even had someone come to me on a webinar and said, man, Omar, you know, this is awesome. I wish you could just talk to my wife. If you talk to my wife, she would know that this is legit and that I can make money. And for a moment, for a moment, I contemplated, I, I was about to say, yeah, bring her on. Let's, you know, but then I said to her, I said, you know what? There's absolutely nothing I can say to you. Like I, I started thinking about this and I said, Man, I don't have to prove to your wife that I'm legit or that making money online. You have to prove to your wife that you're legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and I, and I realized that with Melinda, anything could have been on that computer screen when I pulled her in. It could have been a website for Tiger Woods, and I could have been telling her, "Hey, I'm going to be a multi-million dollar golfer." You know, it, it didn't matter. You see, I had already been homeless with Melinda. I had always already started from scratch from Melinda. Melinda already knew what I was about. She knew that. I was a determined person. If I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And and she already supported who I am as a man. And that's why we were able to do this together. It's not the the path we chose. It's not the the product that we purchased. It's the determination and the, and the connection that we had. That's what she supported. So I think that a lot of people that 
are looking for a way to get their spouse to support their internet marketing business, what they need to do first is really get to the root of the problem. Like, why do you have this problem with your spouse? I think that it's a little deeper rooted than just (laughs) what you're trying to do right now. You know, and we get into these businesses usually at the worst possible times in our lives, right? Like when, well, we're, you know, our, our house is in, in, in uh, like we're in bankruptcy, our, our house is in, in foreclosure and our cars are getting repossessed and we think all of a sudden, well, now it must be a good time to try to start a business. And what ends up happening is our spouses have a legitimate concern about, you know, spending all this time and money on the computer on something that is not going to return an instant investment. So, I think really the the person that has that challenge with their spouse and, and, and isn't getting that support, they really need to reevaluate why that is because it's not likely because of the business. There's something else there. And fortunately for me with Melinda, like I said, we had already been through so much stuff in our lives and we had a solid relationship at the moment that that I proposed this this new direction. And you're absolutely right. And normally when the chips are down, that's where you end up making those those decisions, those life-changing decisions. Uh, it sounds like that's exactly what happened. You know, your back was against the wall, but actually you thought, do you know, this is something I can do. And the internet, I think sometimes people forget that the internet is here to stay. It's, it's if, if you remember life before the internet, it's almost like you can convince yourself that the internet is only going to be a fad. It's going to be around for a few years and it's going to disappear again but it's not. It's going to be around for a long time. So I think that, you know, by you investing your time, your effort and your energy into an online business, probably that's the most, that's the wisest thing you could have done. Because, you know, if you look at sectors like banking now, that for years were always seen as jobs for life, you know, that, that just doesn't exist anymore. Whereas with the internet, you know, you can create your own business. And of course, it's worldwide. So, you know, good on you for, for taking that leap of faith and also for Melinda for backing that leap of faith as well, I guess. Um, and, and you say that she's a, obviously a now an integral part of your business. How, how does that work for you guys, Omar? Well, um, it's it, uh, she is the boss. She is the CEO of the company on paper and in real life. She she really steers the ship here. And I think um, initially she was very skeptical. Uh, she believed in me, but she was skeptical about her own role in the business. And she kind of watched from the sidelines for that first 18 months or so, which is how long it took me to really kind of get it going. And then once she saw how the money was coming in consistently, I was able to convince her to leave her job and start working with the company. But what was, what had been an 18 month learning curve for me was just the beginning for her. So she was very slowly coming in and getting used to what was going on, but it didn't take long for her to start pointing and realizing like, wait, 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 you could be doing, you're doing that wrong. Like she's correcting me on stuff and fixing stuff <laughs> that I was doing wrong. Uh, and the, the, the cool thing about it is that I think like with many couples, um, Melinda and I have very different, uh, strengths and weaknesses and we complement each other well in, 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 in many aspects. And where, where I lack in organizational skills and scheduling and managing and operations and logistics and that kind of stuff that is really important when you start growing a business. Uh, in the beginning when it's just you, it's really about discipline, right? You just got to make sure that you don't, you know, you don't get distracted and end up watching cat videos on YouTube for three hours when you should be <laughs> building your website. Um, but as long as you have the discipline to, 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 to you know, manage yourself, 
uh, you can you can get a business on on, on off the ground. Uh, Melinda really helped us take what I had started and 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 turn it into a company with employees with uh, with multiple profit streams and 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 really scale it. And it became pretty obvious, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I would say maybe four or five years into it, that she should be the one steering the ship, not me. That my my role is really I'm the uh, I'm the creative guy. I'm the I'm the the you know the uh, the, the visionary, the one that that and and she is more the integrator. She She's the person that makes things happen that, that, you know, kind of, she lets me soar while keeping me grounded. If, if that even makes sense, you know, um, but, but she helps keep things running while I'm creating new funnels, new project ideas, developing new things. And, and, uh, and it's a really, really good combination. Uh, we, we work together in the same house. We, we've always said now, now that, that also takes some acclimating, uh, you know, because, Unlike certain couples that have different how, and I know that with you know after COVID and 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 everything that happened with lockdowns, I, I know that th- this has changed a lot and people are seeing things differently. Uh, but for for us or internet marketing, internet marketers in general, we've been social distancing for the last decade, right? We've been, <laughs> we've been working from home. It's not really something new for many of us, you know. But for a lot of people, it is. And what happens is when all of a sudden you have to work, you have to be around your spouse 24 seven, you don't have that little, you know, break that you, that you used to, it's challenging, you know, it's, it's difficult. Uh, but I think one of the, the, the benefits for myself and Melinda is remember she interviewed me for my first sales job. So we've been working together long before. Uh, but now in the business we're working together. So it's like, okay, when it's lunchtime, you go have lunch together. Okay. So it's dinner time. You go have dinner together. It's time to, you know, it's, everything is together. Okay. It's time to go to bed. You know, we're everything. <laughs> is together. So, you you know, I think it's important to have some time and make some time apart where I'm going to go work on some chores or I'm going to go do something out in the yard or whatever. And she's going to go work on something, you know, and, and without that, it just kind of all gets, you know, meshed together. But the dynamics are, are pretty, pretty interesting when you're working with a spouse. I was going to say, you have to have a pretty strong relationship in order to be able to have that that work-life balance, I guess, if you're working together all the time and, you know, you live together, obviously, yeah. um, you know, to, to be able to, to, to balance those two things is 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 a real kind of uh, a real challenge, but also one that you seem to have embraced and, and, and worked through. I mean, we mentioned before about your background is in medicine. You, you trained in the medical profession. Then you chose to leave that behind, Omar. I mean, that's such a big step to take. How supportive were the rest of your friends and family when you took the decision to do that oh man I, I i left most of that behind you see i have a very small family um you know we, we i don't have a lot of people that um i would you know see on holidays and stuff my, my parents are cuban immigrants so um it was really just me and my older brother and we're not very close so when when i left uh medicine it was a shocker to my parents uh, because I was the first in our entire family history to ever graduate college, let alone go to medical school. Uh, so those, that was a very big source of pride for them. And then all of a sudden they kind of looked at it like, oh, my God, you know, uh, our son, what's he doing? But nobody was n- nobody was counterproductive or, or went against my decision. What I did find, though, is as far as friends, a lot of them I had to leave behind because – 
it's funny when when you're when you're not doing well. At least it, it's been the case in my life. Uh, nobody was trying to give me financial advice or help or anything like that when I wasn't doing well. But when I started making money, it seems like everybody had some advice as to how I should be spending it or or their idea of how I should do it. And a lot of people ask me like, well, you know. Did, did you change when you started making money or when you started building a business and becoming successful or or what happened to your friends and so on and so forth? And, and it's funny because my success and my money, I don't think changed me. I think it changed the people around me when it comes to my friends. Um, and I really just became immersed in the new relationships that I was creating with our online business and um, and the people that are, you know, friendships like with people like John Thornhill, who you brought up, you know, uh, I think uh, a lot of the friendships and the people that I knew in the past were kind of holding me back and and kind of negative influences in a way. Now, I have some lifelong friend friendships from the medical profession and some some stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think that. I just made a whole new set of friends and a whole new set of colleagues that um, are are totally, totally different because in the medical field, particularly in EMS where I was in, we create this, this wall, we create this persona to deal with the types of things that we're seeing every single day. And generally, we are bitter people. It's just this kind of persona and personality you create to help you cope with the constant trauma, the constant loss, the constant, you know, terrible stuff that if you don't do something to protect yourself, if you don't build that wall and become that cold person, you take everything to heart, everything hurts you, you become, and, and you you don't, you can't be as, um, you can't perform uh, the way that you need to. But um, the, the friends that I met online are, are, and, and in, in the business world and people like John Thornhill and it, it's just, it's just totally different. It's a totally different type of, of comparing internet marketers with, you know, paramedics, EMTs and first responders is a completely different type of person. Yeah. It sounds like it's just like one of those episodes of Scrubs, you know, the TV show, um, <laughs> where you've got the, the, the cynical old, <laughs> uh, medics and then you've got the newbies coming through who are all enthusiastic i i guess it doesn't take too long before actually you slip into that kind of negative kind of role as you say just as a coping mechanism because if you're if you're facing kind of i guess death around you and and so on it's 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 one of those just coping mechanisms that that will kick in i mean you you've done so much omar as well it's difficult for me to try and encapsulate exactly what you've done in your career um you've done so many six-figure launches now i was wondering maybe you could just perhaps tell us a little bit about the launches that you've done and how you've gone about that and maybe some tips for people that are thinking of doing the same themselves yeah, for, for Melinda and I, you know, it was about figuring out how to sell digital information products online so that we wouldn't have to do the whole uh, shipping thing and physical items. And so anything and everything that we could uh, automate, uh, simplify, you know, digitize uh, was of interest in the in the beginning. And a lot of what we wanted to do, the tools for it just didn't exist. I mean, when I started doing this, we were still on dial-up internet. You know, I, I, I see newbies complaining now about, oh my God, it's so hard to make money. Like, 
you know, you can watch sales video. I, if I wanted to watch a sales video when I started, I had to leave it downloading overnight <laughs> yeah. so that I could see it in the morning and play it. You know, so the challenges were totally different than we had to deal with. You know, nowadays you have drag and drop page builders that didn't exist. You know, you had to do HTML and you had to build your own website and things like that. So uh, back then when we started, it was all about trying to create tools and systems and processes that could simplify and 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 just make the whole digital marketing process easier. Uh, so we started by creating our own digital products and then eventually we found that as we got good at creating and launching our own digital products, the reason that we got good is because we started creating our own tools, our own plugins, our own things just so that we could operate as a company and we can do things better. Um, and what ended up happening is those very tools that we were creating for our own business, our own launches ended up becoming products that we would launch as well. So we started creating a pretty diverse product portfolio and we we teamed up with a group of people that we call the affiliate Jedi at the time it was just, you know it started ourselves uh, Dave Nicholson John Thornhill Michael Chain it was just basically a group of seven of us and we would collaborate on on Voxer and on Skype and we would have these calls and we'd talk about what we were building and what we we're doing and we'd support one another's product launches and we almost sometimes lined them up you know where we we'd say okay well you're doing this now okay well that's gonna go great for what I'm gonna launch next and and I don't see enough of that happening nowadays in internet marketing where people are forming alliances and they're building their businesses together and they're they're growing in these in these it's it's so much easier when you support each other and you're uh, holding each other accountable and creating products together and you can really build a community of people behind you and uh, you know instead of having to go it alone and i think that that would probably be a good tip for people that are starting out is you know, yeah, I could. I, at the end of the day, we could talk about whether you should be using WordPress or you should be using that or you should be using this. Uh, you know, sure. but at the end of the day, what really, really makes a difference is is you. It's it's the choices you're making and the actions that you're taking every day, not the tools that you're using. Because, you know, if we did 1.7 million dollars last year using, um, I don't know, we use WordPress and Optimize Press as our technical way where we build our sites. But then if you said, well, if you were using ClickFunnels or this, would you have made more? Would you have, no, we, we would, because it's not, it doesn't come down to the tool. It comes down to the operator. You know, it comes down to who's using it and what you're doing. And I think that um, the, the part that a lot of people miss is the relationship building, the strategizing, that kind of thing is much more responsible for your success than whether or not you're using this particular tool or that particular gizmo or, or what have you. No, I mean, it's really good advice as well. As you say, build that network of connections, uh, if, if anything, just to keep you accountable. I think that's a really key piece of advice. And also, as you say, Omar, almost get out of your own way. Don't kind of focus on the, you know, the minutia of should I be on WordPress? Should I be on ClickFunnels or Kartra or GrooveFunnels or whatever it might be, what the latest thing is? just make a decision and carry on moving forward because mm -hmm. that's the only way you are going to be able to achieve what you've set out to do. So some real key learning points there, I think. If you were starting out now, though, what do you think you would do differently? I would do a lot of things differently now because it's a different internet now. It's a different internet now than when we started this interview. 
uh, let alone <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. when when I started my career. Uh, the, you know, look, you've chosen to do business and build a career in the most rapidly advancing platform industry in the history of mankind. The internet has com- has created a communication boom that makes the printing press and the industrial revolution pale by comparison. And because of that, it is constantly changing, constantly changing. So it is a very rapidly changing environment that you're building your business in. And when I started, it was different because we didn't have the social media and, and uh, you know, the, the challenges that are going through today, like right now at the time that we're recording this interview, there's there's all these things happening with social media, blocking people, canceling accounts, and, and they're having a really hard time Back then, there was Facebook. It did exist, but it wasn't at all what it is today. You know, back then, if I wanted to meet other internet marketers, I had to get on a plane, travel to an event, stand in front of them, hand them a business card, shake their hand. Now, you just go find them on Facebook and send them a message or you go tweet them. You know, it it wasn't like that. And even though Facebook existed, it didn't even have a search bar. There were no, you know, it was completely different. So you're, you're building a business today in a different environment than I built mine. And I think, what I would focus on today, today, would be creating content right from the beginning, like just tons and tons of valuable, unconditional content. I would give it to people with no condition, no condition that you have to sign up, that yeah, I would start building a tribe by providing unconditional value first. I would focus on assembling an audience, containing it in a digital stadium, creating that barrel of fish that I'm gonna shoot my offers into later. I think that a lot of people rush to create products, they rush to build a list, and and don't get me wrong, building a list and creating products are very, very important. But a a list is a a byproduct of having a business. It's a byproduct of having an audience. It, It doesn't happen the other way around. You don't get a business because you build a list. You know, you get a list because you built a business. So if you focus on creating value and then injecting, you know, injecting that value into an audience, inevitably you're going to have a list of customers as a result. The list is the byproduct. And I think that's what I would do now. I think one of the other things that I would focus on is as quickly as possible, focus on processes that create recurring income instead of focusing on launching and get getting you know throwing yourself into this perpetual feast or famine cycle which is what happened to me in the beginning took me 18 months to figure out how to create and launch a product profitably but you know a lot of people don't realize they see your successes we did internet selling for newbies in 2009 we did half a million dollars in sales we generated uh $30,000 monthly recurring income as a result but before before that, my first five product launches, they made me nothing. As a matter of fact, I went backwards. My first launch, I made zero sales. Other than my own test sale, there was no sales made. So a lot of people, they 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 see the big success and stuff, but they don't realize the things that you have to go through in order to get there. And today, I would say, focus on building that audience, focus and do that by providing unconditional value first, and then focus on creating recurring revenue products. The, you know, the, the gym membership model where you're selling a username and password, just like in a gym, they sell you the key card to get in and access the material that's in there, access the equipment. You know, if you follow that kind of mentality, you're going to create something that's hugely, hugely important for the survival of your business within the first year. And that's called capital. 
Most businesses fail because of lack of capital. It's not lack of ideas. Yep. It's not lack of traffic. It's lack of capital. You don't have the, the finances to keep you going while you learn. But the quicker you get into creating recurring revenue, the quicker you're going to be able to alleviate that problem of working capital. So those are the things that I would focus on right now if I had to start again. Got you. And one of the things, just to pick up on one of the, the, the points that you mentioned, is that when you did your first few launches, um, in some cases, you, you say you went backwards. Why was that, do you think? What was the, the reasoning behind, you know, you, you, you losing money effectively on, on those launches? I was trying to mimic what I was seeing other people doing without understanding what went into it. So, uh, for example, the one that I lost money on, uh, I think it was the, the my first launch. I didn't understand that you needed affiliates. I thought, you know, uh, field of dreams, you build it, they're going to come right. Well, nobody came other than my wife and a couple of people that knew I was doing a launch that day because they were my family members. I, nobody <laughs> came. Nobody came to the site. Right. So. Uh, the, the next one, I, I created it, but then I realized, okay, well, I have to have affiliates. And I started recruiting affiliates, and I said, well, I got to give something away. I got to give away a prize. But I had no idea how that worked, so I said, I'm going to give away a big, expensive camera. I didn't make enough money to justify giving away the camera. I went backwards. I lost money and time in creating the product. I launched the product, and then I made less money than in sales than I did that I had to re I had to pay out in prizes for these affiliates. So I got that squared away, and by my third one, then and what I what I realized by my third one is, well, I have to have affiliates. I have to have appropriate prizes. I have to be able to make sure that I'm not giving away the farm with these prizes, but I need a lot of affiliates to make this work. So my mistake on the third one was I started approving anybody and everybody. I didn't, I didn't have any requirements for affiliates. And what I had is I opened the doors to myself for fraud. So I had fraudulent affiliates, creating accounts to kind of launder money through my through my product launch and uh, to the tune of 20 something thousand dollars. I mean, I thought third launch. Oh, my God, look, I've hit it big. And I almost lost my PayPal account because, you know, so again, I, I went through all these things that I had to learn and I had to overcome the hard way. And sometimes now I teach people and I say, hey, look, this is what you should do. This is what you should expect. This, and they don't listen. And then they get jammed up because I'm like, look, man, I'm telling you, I went through this. You know, we we went belly up for, for the first five launches. And it wasn't until that sixth one where all of these things that I'd learned in the prior five, you know, came together and, and I did it right. And we had our first six-figure launch. That was internet selling for newbies. At that point, I had made enough mistakes trying to sell online that I'd figured out <laughs> a recipe for doing it properly and we launched that product that product did i believe somewhere around four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sales after it was all said and done affiliates paid prizes paid melinda and i were able to put one hundred and eighty thousand dollars into the bank for us to keep now that to a lot of people might not sound like a lot of money, but I can tell you it was more money than I had ever saved in my entire life. It was more money than both Melinda and I together had ever had in the bank or, or individually had ever had in the bank and, and even working my high paying fire department job, you know, uh, so it was, it, it, and, and that wasn't even the best part of it. The best part of it was that as a bump offer, we created a recurring membership product mm -hmm. and we charged $39 and we were able to put uh, 1300 people into a $39 per month product. So now you can do the math of how much money we're rebilling every month. So even after paying the affiliates on that recurring product, we were banking $30,000 a month. So 
again, it, it, it took me, I didn't give up on launch number two or launch number three, even with that, that fraud and almost or launch number four or the other problems that I'm not even going to get into that I had to go through that learning curve. You know what I mean? But because we didn't, we were able to pull it off, pull off launch number six today. A lot of people come online, they buy this coaching product, they watch this free video, they download that plugin, and boom, they're screaming and yelling why they're not making millions within a month, mm-hmm. or at least 100,000, or at least $10,000, and and that's just, they just create these false expectations, and, and I don't know, not, I, it's not always their fault, they read these deceptive claims on these on these pages, and they think, well, this is going to be is, inter- easy, it's the internet after all, so I'm just going to put in a couple of hours, and I'm going to get rich. And and that's not the case. You know, anything and everything of value is going to take a a significant investment of time and money. But, you know, you can't, you can't give up on, on, on it just because you have some, some, uh, some pitfalls, you know, and, and, and there's not going to be no shortage of them. The internet is constantly changing. The things that you learn today uh, on a particular platform, on a particular process, they might be different a month from now, two months from now. The person who wins at this game is the one that is most open to change and most willing to adapt to the change of things. If, if you're not willing to adapt, if you have a hard time with new things, Things, you're going to have a really hard time building a business on the internet because it's constantly changing. Yeah, I mean, kudos to you for keeping on going as well because I think a lot of people, you know, by the time you get to launch number five and you're still kind of encountering issues, you may kind of start to think, you know, how long is this going to take? And as you say, you got the breakthrough at uh, launch number six. So, I mean, that must have been a, a proud moment for both you and Melinda at that time. What's next for you, though, Omar? What What are you working on right now? And what can we look forward to coming from, from you and Melinda in the near future? Oh, that's a great question. You know, um, this past year with, um, you know, at the time that, that, that we did this interview, uh, the world has changed. The world has changed after COVID, and there's been a lot of pivoting that a lot of businesses have done. Online, for us in particular, selling digital information products and tools to help people's online businesses, we've actually done better because at this time in history, more people are turning to the internet to consume information, to learn how to digitize their own passion, their own uh, uh, way of making money. And here we are with the skills and the tools that can empower them to do that. So we actually did well. But what I what I realized is that making it easier and faster for people to consume that information, to find that information and consume that information. We started doing a lot of workshops, um, you know, one day workshops where somebody can come and sit down and uh, in front of a uh, front of their screen for six hours and just go through an entire, uh, uh, you know, training course that teaches them how to do a particular skill, whether it's traffic driving, list building. We realized that doing that in the in the age of Zoom and and uh, and and people being so uh, open to jump on uh, webinars and things like that, it worked out really well. And making it affordable for people, twenty bucks a pop, uh, we realized that. It, it was really uh, beneficial for them, and it was also beneficial for us because it forced me now in one day to create an entire product. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we leveraged that. We started dual-purposing what we were doing, so charging admission for people to come and learn something, and then while we record that, we can sell that as a product as well. So we started doing that. Uh, what I, I've come to realize now um, – 13 years into this, uh, we've already, as long as the internet exists, we will never have 
a problem making money again. You know, we have have so many different income streams and we've effectively, Melinda and I, removed the factor of money from the equation of our lives. And something something happens when you get to that position in life. You really start looking like, well, what else can I do? How else can I help people? Because there's there's gotta be more to it, you know. Um, and we're looking for different ways to do that. I'm, I've become much more involved in my church, and we're helping our our church actually uh, is inspiring us to create a platform for churches to do online ministry. So the kind of skills that we have been using online for many many years, you know, webinars and and uh, things things like that. People at churches they they knew nothing about them really, you know. Um, so we're we're looking to to do some things there. Another thing in, in our own company where um, we've we've been creating software uh, to help people more quickly be able to create create lead funnels uh, lead pages by removing the barriers so we're working on a product called convert tools for a full launch and convert tools is a platform where people will be able to pay a monthly fee and they already have a library of products there hundreds of products that Melinda and I have created and they can use our products as their own to generate their leads their list their funnels um, and we're we're putting all of our tools that we've created for ourselves throughout the years into this one platform where you can log in and use them in your own business. So we're working on 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 those kind of things and diversifying our uh, our company to adapt with the current uh, internet that we're seeing today and the current challenges of the world and life and what's happening post pandemic wise, as well as finding a way to really add a little bit more, um, you know, to to the planet than than what we were doing by just making money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's amazing in itself. And Omar, you know, how can our listeners, our readers, how can they find out more about you? How can they contact you to to find out more about the services that you offer? Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty easy. The name of our company is Higher Level Strategies. So if you go to higherlevelstrategies.com, that's our main company site. And you can contact us there and you can uh, read some of our blog posts and things like that on there. But higherlevelstrategies.com. Is, uh, is where you can connect with us. And please send our thanks to, to Melinda as well, who's helped us organize <laughs> this interview. Uh, Omar, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time and your knowledge. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. It means a lot that you made it to the very end. It shows you have what it takes to finish whatever you start, and that's a sure sign of success. But if you've enjoyed the interview, then don't forget to check out the show notes at www.internetmarketingpodcast.net, where you can also subscribe. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.